up, what's up, what's up, what they do, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Locker Room Banter Podcast, where the ladies are always welcome. Where the ladies welcome. are always welcome, right on time. I just thought I'd beat you to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, y'all ladies and gentlemen, as you can probably tell right now, you know, your boy's in the studio by themselves because these niggas can't get it together. I got my dogs calling all the way from down the street. You know, Mr. R. Kelly himself, excuse me, my ladies and gentlemen, that's oh, R. And that's man. Williams Rude. himself, a.k.a. R. Kelly, <laughs> looking light, brother. But, too, man, go ahead and holler at him, man. Tell him what it is. Yeah. So rude of that. I just actually seen that damn post you made, idiot. Uh, anyway, this is Good Amboy. Y'all know who it is. Usually the host of the show. But like you said, since I'm chiming in from down the street, I got to come in and let Mr. Watts host it. And I just jump in and get in where I fit in. But anyway, you can find me on Instagram at anwarw underscore three five seven. That's a n w a r, the letter w underscore three five seven. And on Facebook, you can find me at anwar williams. Drizzy. Yeah, it's your boy Dre, aka Drizzy, Dre, aka Master Dre. You understand what I'm saying? Because I just started my little gig on teaching research methods at FAMU. You know what I'm saying? So I'm the master right now because I got my degree and I'm a teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can look your boy up on Instagram, D-R-Z-E underscore M-O-J-O underscore M-C-F-L-Y. Holla. And y'all know who it is, man. Watch, this is your boy Watts coming to you live and direct <laughs> from the studio. You know, you can hit your boy up on Instagram and Twitter at Watts W-S- W-A-T-T-S number four. That's Watts four on both Instagram and Twitter. Make sure that y'all hit up the Locker Room Banter Podcast show on both Instagram and Twitter at LR Banter, B-A-N-T-E-R-407. That's LR Banter 407 on both Instagram and Twitter. And the Locker Room Banter Podcast show on Facebook. Man, it's been a while, y'all. I know it's been about two weeks. You know, everybody been kind of ghosting everything for a little bit. But, man, before we continue, I got to say, I got to say, I got to say congratulations to my dog, P2, a.k.a. Anwar Williams, Uh a.k.a. R. Kelly, for doing what a man's supposed (laughs) to do, (laughs) for doing what a man's supposed to do, and dropping down to one knee and proposing, my dog finally got him a fiance after years of years of neglect. My dog Mo finally earned one. (laughs) Two man, officially (laughs) eat groceries now. (laughs) Officially eat groceries. I mean, Dre, we know you the master of that already, but you know that's another story for another day. No sir, no (laughs) Two man, you want to go ahead and give us the background and give us a story about how it all went down, man? I know you always out of town, and you know this time I actually approve of you going out of town because you did something pretty big for somebody in their hometown, (laughs) man. So go ahead and give us a rundown for that, please. I feel you, I feel you, I feel you. Well, the backstory is uh, it was in the makings for a while. Um, I told a few friends and a few family members that it was coming soon. Um, I was really waiting on a green light from Pops, her Pops, because I wanted to make sure I did it officially, like, you know, ask Pops, make sure I got the blessing, and I didn't want to do it before then. So I had a few opportunities to do it at the end of last year and this year. So I said, you know what? I don't want it to be typical, which is like a Christmas or New Year's. So that scratches out like December, January. Then um, her birthday, okay, Mother's Day came in May. I said, I don't want it to be Mother's Day because I felt that would have been kind of expected. So I said, you know what? I'm going to wait till my son turns one, you know, because it's going to be all about him. She's going to be caught off guard completely. And the element of surprise will be at its highest. So therefore, let me just go ahead and wait for that date. So. I had August 19th locked in pretty much the whole year. 
And that ring has been in my bottom drawer the whole year as well, which was pretty much the hardest part because <laughs> I'm still sitting there looking at that ring like, hey, should I, one, just go ahead and give it to her because she keep pressuring me about this damn marriage thing, or two, mm-hmm. should I take that shit back because every <laughs> week we would get in the fight. And That's every, terrible. And every time we got in the fight, I'm thinking, you know what? I don't think she needs this ring. Let me go ahead and put that back, put these stacks back in the bank and you know, give that back to Zill. <laughs> but that's anyway, funny. that's pretty much how it went down. I feel much better now. That part's over, but now I guess the hard part begins, right? I mean, you know, the hard that's part really. begins. You know, you did the easy work. I mean, the part, the hard part is you know, once that commitment, you know, goes down officially. But, you know, you got a little while for that because, you know, we got to plan this bachelor party, you know, get everything off officially, kick it that right, hard. you know what I mean? But let me ask that you a question, though, man. What, how was the element of surprise, though? I mean, was she shot? Was a friend shot? Was I mean, of course, you know, you said to ask the father and all oh, that stuff. Man. So how did that go down? Yeah, that was crazy. It was crazy because um, I had to go. I'm glad that it was uh, caught on video. Once I found out that she was going to hire a photographer, I said, perfect. I don't have to do that myself. And I know that, you know, I'll have cameras coming from at least a few different angles. Uh, it wasn't as much as I thought, but anyway, it turned out to be good. She was completely surprised. If you go on Facebook and see the video, it's kind of viral. I mean, it kind of has over a thousand views. But anyway, <laughs> no, but the video shows it clearly that, you know, I was pretty much telling everyone how much I appreciated it. It was such a big deal, being that we had such a tough year with my son, his health, Monique, her health, things like that. And I told her, uh, well, outside of it being his birthday, I also had a gift for her. And as I went down to get the ring, which I stashed in a little bag I had under the table, like she had no idea. Like looking at that video, she was just like, okay, what's this fool about to do? And even when I pulled out the case, she still didn't think about it until I opened it. And it was like right as I opened it, if you look, she never even looked at the ring. She just understood what was happening and just started crying. So, Again, that was like the high of the night for me or the day because I was just so happy that she had no clue. Her friends helped me plan it. They had the uh, venue set up. They cooked. They did everything. So it, it was great. It was a great turnout. <clears throat> Excuse me. The only thing, <laughs> only person that didn't like it too much was my son. I guess he must have knew I was, <laughs> Aiden, <laughs> I was taking Aiden over his, said, his hold on, hold on, hold on. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't making this show about me? <laughs> well, I know. You right? know y'all. how he was acting. I'm talking about, if you listen, you just hear him crying. People are like, who's the baby? I'm like, and she's so caught up in the moment that, you know, she didn't get him just yet. My brother was holding him. But, yeah, that, that right there, like, it, it lit me up that I was able to do that. She was excited. And as she was saying her words, I'm still over the moon. Every day I get a text, either a picture of the ring or just her, you know, telling me how, you know, humble she is now. And it was worth the wait, all kind of stuff. So I'm still in a good place mentally about it. Y'all so gay. You know, true that. <laughs> but nah, man. But nah, for yeah. real though. If anybody deserved the ring, man, Mo, you definitely deserve this ring. I mean, it's I know, you, I, 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 know I know the struggles that y'all have been through personally. <laughs> I know the struggles that you know that y'all have all fought through and you know made it through together. And you know, y'all are very definitely oh, yeah. a strong couple. And you know, and I, you know, I'm here to support y'all in any way I can. You know, I already know that, and I'm gonna try to keep this nigga on the on the right path. You know, he hard headed at the time. He is a Taurus, but. You know. Oh, it's rough in these streets. Ain't got homecoming <laughs> coming up anyway. Go ahead, though. Terrible. This is Mentally, terrible. Yeah, you know, that. <laughs> but anyways, man, Dre, man, what's been going on with you? Nah. I mean, let me holler at you, Dre. What's been going on with you? How everything been going with you? Yeah, man. Well, you know, I'm out here. Um, like we talked about in the last episode, uh, the different means of income that we all used to having. 
So on one end, I got the counseling job, and on the other hand, I'm out here doing my Uber hustling, and I just started my gig of teaching research methods at FAMU one time for the Rattlers, so I guess I'm giving back. Like I received, uh, I teach research methods of psychology, and um, it's going to be an adventure because it's my first time, and I told him it's my first time. Like, so y'all be easy with me, I'll be easy with y'all. So, so that's just, what I got going on. So you just started this semester? Uh, what was it? What is this? The fall semester? Yeah, shit. Yesterday. Okay. Well, oh, okay. Oh, wow. That's what's up, bro. Right in the game. Yeah, well, that's a congratulations. What if for that as well? Yeah, yeah. Luckily, it's syllabus week, so you know we don't got to get into nothing now. I still got time to prepare. Has classes started already? Mm. Yeah, they started Monday. Okay. Okay. Well, that's what's up, man. Well, that's what's up. Congratulations yeah. on that, boss. I know you're out here doing major things, and uh, I know uh, you'll probably be the next nigga to drop down on his knee and propose, but, you know, we're going to say that for another day. <clears throat> Andrea, I hope yeah, you're not you listening. Know. But <laughs> anyways, <laughs> man, as y'all seen earlier, man, we went ahead and kicked it off with Michael Jackson, man. So one of the first things that we want to say as the Locker Room Banter Podcast crew is to say happy birthday to a legend. So we all... Yes. Wanted to say happy birthday to Michael Jackson. As y'all know, his birthday was yesterday, which was Tuesday the 29th, I believe. August 29th. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah, today's 30th, so 29th. Yeah, right. August 29th. So, I mean, well, let me go ahead and ask y'all, you know, what is y'all memories of Michael Jackson? You know, how do y'all appreciate him? What's your favorite song of Michael Jackson? Or, you know, just what's your memory? Share a memory about Mike that you got. You want that one, Dre? You want to start? You want me to take it? No, I'm going to go last because I kind of got two of them. <laughs> okay, yeah. You'll we see. don't want you taking up the whole show, so I'll go. So, yeah, <laughs> this is – I'm a little selfish about Michael Jackson. I feel like he's my favorite artist, like some people are as well about him. I shared him to my daughter. You know, I introduced him to her, not literally, of course, but in the music sense. But um, as far as memories, I, I can remember to this day, like, exactly where I was when I got the news of him passing. I had just came back from getting uh, one of my tattoos uh, on my back. The uh, cross, the Tupac cross I got. Nah, anyway, but the tattoo I got on my back, I had just came back from getting it. And I remember sitting there and my phone just started binging, like bing, bing, bing. This is back in the Blackberry days. So I think the, the BBMs was popping. Everything was going off at that time. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? So I looked and it's like Michael Jackson died. Then you had the RIP. And mind you, this is before Instagram. So you didn't just go on Instagram like you normally do and then start seeing posts. You actually, someone would message you and let you know this news is going on or a link to a, you know, a news site or something. But yeah, it was pretty sad because I was like, nah, this ain't right. This ain't true. So then I called my mother because I know if anyone knew, it was her. Because she used to always say growing up, that was her boyfriend. They were like a week apart in age. Well, no, like a few months, a few months apart, but they're the same age. As far say, as born uh, your mama's birthday ain't coming up. <laughs> but what happened? I was about to say, your mama's birthday ain't coming up. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. I meant to say months away, but the same year. <laughs> no, but, yeah, you know, you. my mama's birthday. So don't that? worry about all that. Anyway. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, but that's where it was, man, when I got the bad news. And um, once she validated it for me, I was a little hurt, you know. But I actually realized at that moment that I'm I'm still in a generation where I'm, I was glued to his music. So his music I'm a fan of. I never knew him and grew up with him like, you know, my mother's generation or that generation where they watched his childhood all the way up. Now we know the story, but I never got to like be there a part of it, but that's my memory. I remember everything I had except, except what I had on, but I just remember that day. Like it was 
you know, any yesterday, you know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely understand that. I mean, um, I mean, it's funny that you kind of say here and say that, you know, you remember the day that he passed because I actually remember the day that he passed as well because um, I was actually yeah. working on Tyler Perry's set of, I think, it was, what's the name of it? Uh, Why Did I Get Married too? I was actually working on that set the day, that day as an extra, and I was actually working remotely from um, the law office that I was used to work at, and um, I actually had my laptop out doing work and all that stuff, but I, I was the only one that had my laptop out, and I still had wireless and connections, so I was still getting news updates that was what was going on. I mean, it started off with Michael Jackson mm-hmm. in the hospital, and then like probably like an hour or two later, you know, Michael Jackson passed, and I was the one to kind of like break that news on set to like everybody around, even like the PAs and everything, and like all the other extras. They all got yeah. sad. It was just kind of like a a moment that everybody just kind of was like, "Damn, Michael Jackson, he not here no more," and he went out like that. I know, right? When all he wanted to do was just mm-hmm. go to sleep. So you know, that's when people just started coming up with the conspiracy theories that you know. People come that somebody had killed them, that he's not necessarily dead, he's just hiding somewhere, something like that. It was a lot of conspiracy theories that went on that day. But um, yeah, it was just kind of crazy because we had a moment of silence on set, and you know, everybody loves Mike. I mean, despite what everybody says or what he, about the kids and all that stuff, you still love Mike for his music, you still love him for his exactly. performance, yep. you still love Mike as an individual. I mean, aside from the kids, Mike is still pretty much untarnished in front of a lot of people's eyes. But that was my memory of Mike. I mean, and that's, that's well, that's how that's where I was when he passed. My memory of Mike is just always as a great entertainer. Super Bowl, Michael Jackson killed it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's oh, my memory of Mike. Yeah. Just like, I don't, I don't personally don't think there could be anybody, everybody, of course, they're going to put Beyonce out there. But no, I don't think nobody is as great a performer as Mike, Michael Jackson was. Uh, Dre, yeah. what you had a memory I of agree. him, you said? Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting up here trying to remember where I was when he died. Um, it's it's a blur to me. I know I was in grad school, so I probably was all caught up in my work and found out like the next day or something. But what I do remember more so, like you were saying, the conspiracy theories, because I had a bunch of older cats around me talking about how um, he owed money to one of the labels. Like, y'all remember the video that he made before that last concert? They said he was pretty much like looking in the camera when he said, this will be my last time performing. (laughs) They said that he was pretty much speaking to them directly like, look, motherfuckers, y'all ain't getting no more out of me. All I got to do, come up here, bust the shirt open and hit a spin move and I'm good. So, um, you know, yeah, that's, that's what I remember most. Of course, it was devastating regardless. And one thing that I told myself is that I wouldn't buy none of the stuff that the labels were putting out because I figured that's how they soup up all the money after the person passed away. And after you said, after you got me thinking that y'all might have killed Michael Jackson, I ain't putting no money in y'all pocket. <laughs> I'll bootleg it. I'm sure he won't mind. <laughs> exactly, right. So, but yeah, but my memories of him, um, the, the biggest one is, do you remember the time? One of the best videos I've ever seen in my life, you know, mm-hmm. as a kid. And to be real with you, Michael Jackson and Naomi Campbell, they kind of, like, messed up my innocence with what? that video they had, uh, Something what? About You, Baby. <laughs> I can't remember I, I that one he, for some reason. Yeah, that, it was a black and white video in a abandoned building. He was chasing her around. I think her nipples was hard, all that. 
<laughs> they, was, they were saying that he was trying to dispel the rumors about his sexuality. So, yeah, okay. that show caught my attention. I was like, all right, Naomi. This guy. This guy. Mm-hmm. Here. <laughs> this guy, I guess. But <laughs> okay. So since you brought it up, man, let's go ahead and run it down. And as far as your favorite music videos, what is your favorite music video? Or what is your favorite song? I mean, I said it earlier, my favorite Michael Jackson song is Smooth Criminal. It's probably one of my favorite videos as well. Remember the time, you know, that's definitely one of the one of the most amazing videos as well. Probably I wonder what that budget was for that video. But anyways. I know, man, Kelly. But, but and, and of course <laughs> he had it. Thriller. That's also in the top top videos. But what was your favorite video or favorite song too? Let me see. Definitely the favorite song. It's, um, it's it's human nature, not the one with SWV, but the regular um, Michael Jackson one. And second, or actually, I want to say like more like 1.5 because it's it's pretty much on the same level. And that's um, the way you make me feel. Just the way it comes in, the way he starts walking, stepping, no homo, but the way he's just like excited, the girls is ready. That and it might be my favorite video as well. Yeah. Um, everyone says Thriller. I mean, it's because it was so different. But honestly, I was not the hugest Thriller fan. Uh, video-wise, it might be uh, the one Dre said. It might be, do you remember the time? Because it didn't have like Eddie Murphy. I sent you all of them, and that's when... Um, yeah, they had the whole, um, like, pretty much the America whole cast of Coming to America on it. The whole, Magic exactly, Johnson. The whole Coming to America. Magic yeah. Johnson. So it was just like a, a collaboration of stars from all entertainment. Like, damn, Mike, you got that kind of pull? I mean, as a kid, you're not thinking that, but you're thinking all the people that you love on every, you know every industry is in this video in some way or the other. But um, that one might be my favorite video. The well, song is uh, The Way You Make Me Feel and Human Nature. Well, it's kind of funny that you brought up the SWV joint because, like, I st- I heard SWV joint the other day and I was thinking to myself, like, I wonder how much they paid, like, if they paid Michael Jackson to get that that sample. And, like, mm-hmm. even when I hear the SWV version, I still don't, like, hear SWV. I always go and hear Michael Jackson yeah. on that joint. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. Yeah. Drake, man, what yeah, you got? They were smart. They, his sample was pretty much the whole song, and they just got a little humming in. Basically, basically. <laughs> Drake, what you got, though? Um, on my joint, of course, the video is, uh, uh, shit, what is it called again? Do you remember the time? <laughs> yeah. Slap myself on the wrist with that. Do you remember the time? my favorite video. Caught me, caught me as a kid, you know what I'm saying? So definitely had a lasting impression. And as an adult, man, them songs hop around with Michael Jackson. He got so many good ones. But I, I think the one I love to sing along with is Beat It, man. I love hey, singing along with Beat It. There's a message in there, too. Like, you ain't hard, so stop acting like you hard. <laughs> Michael Jackson definitely yeah, had a lot. Right <laughs> he definitely had a lot of hidden messages in all of his songs, like, for real, for real. But, um, yeah, man, mine's in yeah. particular was Smooth Criminal, like I said. That video, to me, you know, when he's switching to, like, the alien and all that stuff, it was all like a movie. Like, that's one thing that I always remember yeah. about Michael Jackson. Like, his his videos were movies. And, like, I'm pretty sure, like, his yeah. budgets back then, back in the days, was just, like, super crazy and all that stuff. But, yeah, man. But yeah. as far as with this, today's generation, do you feel like today's kids um, – you know, will appreciate the value of Michael Jackson or understand who Michael Jackson is and all that stuff. I actually mm-hmm. saw, it's funny though that this is actually a subject because I actually saw a YouTube video where a lot of these kids surprised me and actually knew who Michael Jackson was and knew a lot of his music. I mean, his music is timeless, mm-hmm. but 
what are y'all thoughts on that? I mean, I, yeah. how did you play it around Lauren? Or did you play it around the kids too? Or mm-hmm. Dre, what you think? Um, I'll go. Um, let's see. I know I, I pride myself in introducing Michael Jackson to my daughter since she was a baby because ever since um, ever since I was old enough and lived on my own, that's been like my cleanup music because my mom still used to play play like a Patti LaBelle, Aretha Franklin, Mahalia Jackson, all these people. That was like her weekend cleanup music. So, you know, we kind of follow tradition even when we don't think about it. So as I clean up the house or apartment, whatever it is on that, on the weekends, I always play the Michael Jackson number one. But I'll pop the DVD in because it has all the videos, you know. So I introduced my daughter to it. And now, even without me asking if something comes on, Daddy, I know you're going to ask me, who is that? That's Michael Jackson. You know, so (laughs) she's definitely hooked on Mike as well. And her stepdad actually loves Michael Jackson, too, and he plays in the car, so she has, like, a pretty much a full circle of having to love him. But as far as the generation knowing and respecting, they're like us, but a little bit different. They respect his music only. Like, I know this because my daughter, I think she was, like, six, five or six, and she didn't know that. <laughs> she thought Michael Jackson was a woman. Even with the name Michael Jackson, <laughs> just the pictures and just seeing it, she's like, wait, Michael Jackson's a boy? And I'm like, wow, that's a, actually a good question. Like, I mean, we know the answer. But <laughs> for someone with her innocence and just looking at him and not understanding, that is a good question. That's like, wow, we never break that part down. We just say Michael Jackson's the greatest entertainer of all time. We don't say, oh, there was three different Michael Jacksons, you know, <laughs> the kid, the little, <laughs> you know, quote-unquote ugly, ugly teen, and then up. the light-skinned girl, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or white Jerry Curl and the Y'all slick niggas bag. ain't shit. Y'all niggas ain't yeah, shit. Yeah, so there was like three or four different Michael Jacksons, so you forget to, to break that part down to the kids. But um, I don't think they'll respect him the same, but I think they do have a respect for him, and they'll always know who he is just hearing the songs. So, yeah. Dre, I got a question for you, Dre. Let me Dre. ask you this, Dre. Uh, do you feel like we have anybody in this generation, or do we have anybody that's out now um, that could uh, compare to Michael Jackson? I like that question. Mm, nobody can compare to him. Um, well, Uzi Vert, what you said? Man, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, who, yeah. But no, no, nobody can compare to Michael Jackson. Uh, you know, and, and let's let's you know put his title out there, respectively. So, the king of pop, ain't that what he was? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, sir. The king of pop, nobody can uh, get to that level. I think people like to say that Beyonce performs on the level that you know might be either catching up to his, becoming equal, or maybe passing. But times are different. You know what I'm saying? Michael Jackson, he didn't even have to do that much. That's how great he is. And if there is somebody that may compare it to him, we don't know who they are. They could be in Indonesia right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um but everybody's coming up trying to do the moves from yeah. from you name it. You know what I'm saying? They, you know who they got it from. I'm surprised y'all didn't bring up yeah. Chris Brown. Can I answer name. that one? God bless you. can I answer that one? I'm surprised y'all um, didn't bring up Chris Brown. Name. Michael, no, it's funny you say that no. that's why I asked if I could answer it, because um that's my, that was mine. If it was not for, we all know what turned Chris Brown yeah. to the left and made you know and made pretty much his career not be able to match that. But as far as talent, because yeah. I don't want to go into all the wrong he's done. Because I mean, hey, we're all human, but still, right. yeah, we talked about that already. Too. Yeah, exactly. So well, we don't have to this yeah. time 
But ta- talent-wise, oh, yeah, I always said Breezy was the closest thing entertainment-wise. Even over Usher, even over others like Neo, who obsessed mm-hmm. with Michael Jackson, it was Breezy because he was so talented. He could do everything that everyone else can do, and he can create. Like, these other people were kind of stuck and limited into a certain genre of dancing. If you tell Breezy to crump, he's going to crump. If you tell him to pop lock, he's going to pop lock. If you tell him to break yeah. dance, he's going to break dance. If you tell him to do karate, he knows karate. Like, He's just talented. He's just a right. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, he could do it. So You're right. I think he was the closest thing to it, not on the singing level or nothing on that, but as far as overall being an entertainer and you looking at him and being like, wow, he's one of the only people that's always better than his background dancers. Like when do you ever see the, you know? Yeah, and, and the funny thing is, background dancers and they're good. Right, and the funny the funny thing is, some of the, the guys that's coming up now. They don't remember how good Chris Brown was. So that's why it's almost, we we kind of can't compare him, but we already know the story because we talked about this before and we said he blew it already or something like that. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So if he, if he blew it already, you you too far from what Michael Jackson did because we all know, like, his image his image can't be tarnished besides the rumors. And, you know, he, he just kept himself clean. He was a good person yeah. and everybody loved him. Everybody hate Chris yeah. Brown that. Unfortunately, I mean Chris Brown kind of puts himself in that. He Chris Brown put himself out there because he wants to you know, right. be a thug all of a sudden. But that's yeah, that's yeah, neither yeah, here nor there. That's the subject yeah. for another day, man. So, but we need to go ahead and move on, <laughs> yeah. man. So you know we gonna wrap up this music thing with our hip hop history moment. Drizzy Mo, man, what you got okay. for us today? Okay, so we're gonna try something a little different. I know I've been taking y'all all the way back in the past with the hip hop history, hipster stuff. But I'm um I'm gonna go just a little back to about the 2000s. Everybody talks about the wave, but not too many people are privy to what the wave comes from. And we all remember a situation that previously took place with Kanye. I don't know what's up with your boy, but you know him coming foul out the mouth at Wiz Khalifa because um, Wiz Khalifa pretty much addressed where the wave comes from. Now. Nowadays, what you hear is a lot of people taking my style and acting like they're singing, but they're really not singing. <laughs> right, plus two? <laughs> Are we on track here, Dre? <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyway, so now now you got a lot of people who they get on a, a, a hip-hop beat, whatever you want to call it, and they won't rap, but they'll sing in a rapping-type manner. And mm-hmm. it's a it's a nice conversation of where that came from, and we know a lot of the people that it came from in the 2000s, which Akons and your T-Pains, even we could go back further into Nelly's. But when that stopped, you had your boy Max motherfucking B, Max Bigavell from Harlem, Harlem's own, putting it down for the streets. And um, he's he's an important figure because Wiz Khalifa got that style from him, which a lot of people picked up that style. And you see what it's turned to. But Max B, he's a Harlem native, and man, he he pretty much lived in prison as as where he is now, because he was about that street life. I think he did a bit of eight, and when he came out, he started rapping and writing. He did a lot of work with Jim Jones. A lot of people are familiar with balling, and mm-hmm. Max B had a lot to do with that. If he didn't write it, he. Uh, one of the albums that Jim Jones had, I can't really remember right now, but Max B, he pretty much wrote half 
or the whole thing. And a lot of the singing hooks at a We Fly High, No Lie, You Know This, that's what he was good mm-hmm. for, like it was a piece of cake to him. So he had a falling out with Jim Jones because Jim Jones wasn't really paying him. And, you know, he was just kind of keeping him in the tuck as the writer. The bars, too, like he had that star quality. So they ended up beefing. And then Max B got into a situation where um, some of his affiliates tried to rob somebody and they somebody got killed. And um, they tried to pin it on him. And shit. They was going, he was facing 30, but he had this bum-ass lawyer on YouTube talking about the case. So they gave him 75. And, you know, he, he's been thugging it out. We all know French Montana. French Montana, who's hot. He does a lot of the singing. French could tell you any day where he got that that style from, that wave. You know what I'm saying? Because Max B is the wavy one. And um, thank God French and whoever else has been working on this case. Though, I think Max B will be getting out real soon. And he's actually on French Montana's new album. And he sounds just as good as he did before he went in. So he got a lot of them cool-ass smooth jams or he's singing on the hook and he's rapping in this in a melodic form. So we on the wave today with Max B, Bakerville, Al, and that's all I got for you. <laughs> that is, ladies and gentlemen, that has been your hip-hop history moment brought to you by Drizzy Mo. Now you know where the waves come from, you know what I mean? But it is. So, man. All right, well, what's, what's next on the hit list, though? What on we got to move on to the news, man. We definitely will be remiss if we did not bring this subject up and talk about it a little bit, as you guys already know. By that time. Uh, Hurricane Harvey yeah. hit Houston, Texas last weekend, and, you know, it's still raining in Houston right now, man. The whole city is yeah. pretty much submerged and flooded up under the water. Um, but, yeah, man, I know y'all wanted to go ahead and share some thoughts about it. So, uh, Till, you go ahead and start that off, man. Yeah, okay. I want to say definitely, definitely pray for Houston. Um, I mean, I, I did a, a short bed in Houston where I lived there for a little while, so I wouldn't call it a second home, but a damn sure, you know, has a spot in my heart. Plus, one of my brothers from another mother, Rito, living out there, giving us the play-by-play, letting us know that Rito. he's okay, but also that there's a lot going on and that, you know, it is serious. You know, while some aren't thinking about it, it's still pretty bad. Like, that whole that um, hurricane, Although it passed over, they're still getting beat up by the backlash winds. It took forever just to get back down to a tropical depression, and it still is a tropical depression. The last I checked, I don't know if it is at the moment, but the last I checked it was, which means you're still at damn near 100-mile-an-hour winds. Houston already floods just from two or three days of rain. I mean, I'm learning that Mm -hmm. by talking to Rito all the time. So I'm just imagining, wow, you guys are dealing with, at the time, a category. What was it? Did it get to a four? I'm not sure to be honest with you. It got to a four, I think, at one point. I think it went up to a four at one point. But just to see that they're going through all of that, um, and they already flood off just regular rain, so I know they're bad. Uh, just, hey, like you said, pray for everybody there. Um, <laughs> I would say as, as some of the celebs are uh, giving out their money, throw a buck their way. But all I got for y'all is some prayers for right now. If you need something, hit me in DM, and I got you. Yeah, man, it's definitely something but, uh, serious yeah, that's going on in Texas, man, right now. I mean, um, I just want to say I'm kind of, I reached out to a couple people. I got a couple people out in Texas, and I mean I'm kind of thankful that none of my people and none of our people in general are, have been affected by the rain. Everybody are pretty much evacuated, and you know are is, is in safe areas right now. So I mean 
but I know it's going to be a struggle for the next couple of years just trying to get Houston back on the map to where it was and just trying to get the community back to where they um, wanted to be at. But, um, Dre, go ahead and say what you got to say. Yeah, I was just going to give a little more detail to it. I think the biggest issue that's going on in, in Houston is that it's just been rain and rain and rain. Like, I don't even think the winds came and knocked nothing down, but it's just been raining and piling up. And you know how a lot of the older folks are. They're not going anywhere. They want to stay in their home, you know, wait till this brush over and we'll rebuild. But I think they said it rained, maybe what, maybe, how long has it been going on? For a couple of days or several days? It's been going on all week. I think it rained. A week, yeah. I think they're saying it's rained like nine days straight or something like that. And now the update is pretty much that the rain is finally coming down but it's starting to spread over to Port Arthur and areas like that. So it, it's going to be a big it's going to be a big deal for a long time. The government was saying that they didn't want to evacuate anybody because it was too last minute. People would have been stuck out there on the hot highway and it would have been a lot more fatalities. So um it, it's it's a funky mess right now, man, and and I guess like you say we we're praying for y'all and thank God we got some people donating coming up with their own systems of uh, fundraisers yeah. for Houston instead of Red Cross. Like T.I. say, we don't fuck with Red Cross and we don't fuck with FEMA. So there it is with that. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, why did he say that anyway? What T.I. said? Because oh. um, for, I could tell you the reason why he, didn't, why he said that. I mean, if you guys remember the uh, earthquake that happened in Haiti a couple years ago, um, basically everybody donated okay. all their money to Red Cross and Blue Shield, and yet they still have not seen a dime from Red Cross or Blue Shield to support Haiti from their wow. earthquake stuff. And, I mean, that's basically one of the examples. I'm pretty sure there's other examples out there that we kind of go ahead and, you know, talk about. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's just one of the primary examples. Even even back going all the way as far as back with Katrina, Red Cross really didn't do it. Um, mm-hmm. Blue Shield really didn't do as much as that that they should have done. So that's why T.I. said that. But so to kind of go out. Yeah, somebody the- said it. Real quick, somebody said that every dollar that goes to Red Cross, they take eighty nine cent and give eleven out to the services they're supposed to be providing. Wow, that's crazy. But yeah, so just to kind of go ahead and give some wow. like background as far as what was um said as to you know the challenge that you guys are referring to. I'm gonna go ahead and play Kevin Hart's um mm-hmm. challenge to man right quick and see if y'all can hear this out. I'm playing it through my phone, so hopefully y'all can okay. hear it. But yeah, give me one second. All right. Serious right. moment right now. I've just been caught up to speed on everything that's going on in Houston with Hurricane Harvey, and this shit is unbelievable. Uh, I think we participated in a lot of challenges on the internet, some meaningful, some meaningless, but we've all done them. I've been a person that's partaken in several of them. At this point, I'm going to start a real challenge. I'm challenging a lot of my celebrity friends to follow my lead and donating $25,000 to Hurricane Harvey, to the Red Cross, okay? At this point, this is a serious matter. I think the people are in bad shape and they need help. I'm going to lead the charge and stepping up in this way. I challenge The Rock, Steve Harvey, Chris Rock, uh, Dave Chappelle, Jay-Z, Beyonce, Justin Timberlake, Jerry Seinfeld. And I think when you do it, you all should tag somebody else. 25000 is coming from me. Prayers go out to Houston. So, yeah, that was a challenge that was issued out by Kevin Hart. And, you know, a lot of people have responded. Um, like Dre said, T.I. responded. 
Um, I mean, a lot of people, The Rock, everybody responded. Even Chris Brown went ahead and put made donations. Yeah. Um, I think we even yeah, had he did a hundred thousand, a hundred k. Even Beyonce dropped some money out there. You know what I mean? And he, shoot, Beyonce would drop like seven mil, eight uh-huh. mil, or something like that. Seven million, that's what that's they something say. Like that, but yeah, it man. came after them giving her backlash. They said first that she didn't donate. Of course, you know there's always gonna be someone that jumps the gun. With Beyonce, that's her city. Why she ain't this? Why she ain't that? Now, to back it up a little bit, um, you don't always have to say what you do. Now, Kevin did right. make the challenge, but it's not like these other people weren't already on that. You know what I'm saying? Especially Native Bungees uh, and the fact and the folks that are from there and live there. I'm sure they, they're doing this stuff as well. They're just not being as vocal because it's not always about letting me let the world know I'm trying to help. Right. You know, Kevin Hart made it pretty much a public thing. He wants people to know he's helping. And again, like he said, he's making it a challenge. But they jumped on Beyonce right away like, oh, she, that's her city. She's Miss Houston, all this. And she ain't dropped nothing. But behind the scenes, she already had seven mil headed that way right. to uh, mm. her old church that she used to go through go to so you know it's being distributed correctly i would say at least better than right. fema red cross and these people that are taking high percentages of these donations for their own business first but um yeah like uh, i think the funniest thing was a couple things one was master p because master p was like you know hey i it's blessed that uh kevin hart made that challenge but hey i if you do it you do it if you do it because it's in your heart not because someone challenged you to do it I think that was the overall message Master P said, but it kind of came off like, Kevin, I ain't donating shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how it came off with the tone. But he was saying some words, you know, P grammar's kind of jacked up. He damn near yeah, man. And he still can't talk for nothing. He on so he another like, level yeah. of thinking anyway. Yeah, he was like, I donated a, a, substantial, a substantial amount or something. I'm just like, you forgot like, two whole syllables in that word. Yeah, but that's Master P. He can get away with it because he's But I'm going to cut you off because I already well, know what you're going to. But, but I'm going to cut go you ahead. off because I already know what you're going to. So before I continue, you I'm going to go ahead and, ha- and go to the next challenge um, that was issued out. And uh, to bring it okay. on a little lighter load. So we're going to go ahead and bring it off to the next challenge. <laughs> Kevin Hart and The Rock, all them A-list celebrities for sending $25,000 to Houston. But just because you don't have $25,000 doesn't mean you have to send nothing at all. Today, I'm challenging all these Z-list celebrities that look rich but are broke. People like myself. J to Z, I challenge all of you right now. DC Young Fly, $50, send it right now. Joe Buttons, I challenge you to send $45. Young Jock, come on. I know you got $35. All the housewives of basketball wives that used to have money with niggas that have money that have no money now. All of you sent $32. All the love and hip-hop bitches. No disrespect. Well, due respect, I have no respect. All of you sent $16 each. All the cows of wilding out besides Nick Cannon. All your broke niggas that act rich sent $10. Please, Bawa, I know you're on your private jet. Stop over, send $5. Bobby V, we don't want your money. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man, v, the funny part, but why he had to do Bobby V like that, man? Why he had to do Bobby V like that? Yeah, that shit, that shit is hilarious. That but hilarious, the man. message that he's actually sending actually is a great message. The message is that you don't have to be rich to support, you know, the hurricane relief and to support, you know, mm-hmm. the people of Houston. You could just go ahead and donate whatever you have. I mean, a dollar, fifty cent. I mean, it doesn't matter. Everybody in the world gave one dollar. That'd be like a billion bucks going towards Houston, you know what I mean? So you don't have to be rich. I mean, do what you can. If you could do it, please help out Houston and donate, you know, water, supplies, money. It don't even have to be financial, you know what I mean? It could just be supplies. I mean, 
people in Houston yeah. right now are hurting bad. I don't know if you guys have seen any of the video footage. There was a video that I seen where, uh, not a video, excuse me, it was a picture where I seen a 60, 70-year-old woman getting ridden out of her house on a jet ski. And it's just crazy, man. Wow. People just got here just, you know, struggling. Yeah. But, you know, people are still yeah. trapped and they're still trying to save people. Um, shelters are being opened on a daily basis because, you know, I mean, they're running out of space because people all people just yeah. need help in Houston. And um, But yeah. before we go ahead and, you know, wrap that up because I feel like y'all about to say what I'm about to say next. We're going to go ahead and go to man's you, court. We're going to go ahead and go to man's court. We're going to court. We're going to court. Hold on. No, 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 no. We're going to come back. We're going to come back. We're going to go to man's court first because I know what you're about to get to. Got you. I know what you're about to get to. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and call somebody to man's court that has been getting a lot of ridicule because of the Houston evacuations and everything. But okay, <laughs> go ahead. But y'all uh, think I'm y'all think I may be calling him for the wrong reason for the well for for the reason at hand. However, I'm going to go ahead and call Joel Osteen, the pastor in Houston, mm-hmm. who has the mega church that sits over eighteen thousand. I believe people. Um, it used to be a former arena. Sixteen thousand. Sixteen thousand. Yeah. yeah. It used to be a former arena. Um, that he turned into a mega church. Um, Joel Osteen has been getting criticized for not opening the doors of his church for people to come and evacuate, uh, for people to come in. And what is what is it uh, as a shelter to use as shelter, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. basically you know kind of recover them, you know, get themselves in order and all that stuff. And um, it took pretty much like a week for him to open up his church. And I was gonna criticize yeah. him for that. I was gonna criticize him for that, and I was gonna find him guilty. For not being able to help out his fellow mankind. However, I came across some evidence—not necessarily evidence—but I came across some some words of support that actually made some great sense. And this is the reason okay. why I'm gonna read this out to you guys. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I'm trying to figure out why people who didn't attend Lakewood Church—that's the church that um, Joel Osteen is over—or any church when the doors were open for service feel that they should. Have a say on if the church should be open after Hurricane Harvey. Before you continue your negative church talk, ask yourself this. Have I opened my home as a shelter? Have I donated to the relief? What have I done except waste my time spreading negativity, running my mouth, and being an internet troll in the midst of of this crisis? To avoid being sued if something were to go wrong, Joel Osteen can't just open up his church to the public and let people run in and call it a shelter. The church is private. There are guidelines, coding, rules, and regulations to follow before making your church a temporary shelter for disaster victims, which is not an overnight process. However, your house, your apartment, your home, and your office building, those are public places. So once again, did you open your doors to people? Have you donated even a pair of socks? Hmm. That was something that I had saw on Facebook earlier today. And I was going to find Joel Osteen guilty, but those are some great points to make. And um, like she said, if somebody was to go into that shelter and was to go into that church and it being a shelter, if anything could go wrong, he could be sued or he could have his entire, you know, legacy. Not necessarily his legacy, but, you know, that's something that could come back to bite him in the ass. So I kind of understand Joel Osteen's point of not necessarily opening the church, particularly particularly when the Houston Rockets have not even opened up their arena as a uh, shelter. Mm. 
So, I'm going to go ahead and give Joel Osteen a pass on this one. Uh, we're going to go ahead and delay this case until another date. But, however, however, I was going to take him to court and I was going to find him guilty, but that was some great evidence that I had um, just found on Facebook, uh, some great points that were made for his defense. So, I knew, you, okay. I knew you were gonna. I, I knew you were gonna get to that. I knew you were gonna get to that, Dre. So that's why I had to cut you <laughs> off because I knew you wanted to get to that. Okay. But any more points that we want to make on on Houston? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I was gonna mention something different. No, I was gonna mention something different, man. I, I gotta give a shout out one to Trader Truth because he's out there oh, in yeah. the field rescuing definitely, people. Definitely, gotta give a shout out to people Trey. I like that. And, and, man, I saw something today. The guy, he's a co-founder of Home Depot. He's talking about price gouging, which is after all this mm-hmm. stuff died out, you just up the price because people have no oh, choice. You know what they need. Yeah. And he said, if you're doing this, you need to be shot. So I just wanted to say you're a real one for talking like that on the news. He was like, we're out here to help the people. If people need help, you're supposed to help them. You know, people yeah. got to get back to their humanity. A lot of people lost that since we, you know, had these mobile devices and headphones and shit. But I just wanted to shout them two people out. So that's what I was going to say. Well, to give you some background yeah, story as far as the price down. gouging. Oh, go ahead. To give you some background story as far as the uh-huh. price gouging, um, there was a, a picture that someone had posted on. And um, I still don't know if it's 100% true or if it was, you know, Photoshop. You know, people make up pictures every day. But the picture was showing that Best yeah. Buy was selling water for Thirty dollars, like a pack of ten pack exactly. of smart water for thirty bucks. So they was price gouging, like a mug for the, just for people to have water. Like that's that's an essential need of life, and they want to price gouge it up to thirty bucks for what? So, but yeah, yeah man. Water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But go ahead, uh, too. What you what was your point? That was really where I was going with it. How they're going up on water. We're we're seeing back into the of the gas gouging here, where gas has went up almost fifty cent within the last two days. You know, like it went up twice in one mm. day. It went up this morning uh, from like two twenty nine one gas station that I frequent. It went to two thirty four, and by the time I got off work, it was two fifty six. So I'm like, wow, you went up two times in a day. Like, what's going on with that? So everyone's you know, of course, they're blaming Houston. Hey, they're gonna shut this down and that down, which means the refineries will be closed. We won't get our gas. We have to overcharge. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. Like, I mean, we've been through this back in the 2008 days in Tallahassee where, you know, you can still use, I mean, charge the same amount of gas. People are going to buy it. But still, it's just it was just sad to see how they're doing that. These people already lost everything or losing everything. And then you go up yeah. on price with everything, milk, seven, eight dollars, you know. It's just sad, you know, that the world has come to that. So where you have to That's find you you a quick buck. Yeah, where you can find, you know, make a quick buck off someone else's downfall. In defense of the gas, in defense of the gas, I kind of can understand the gas because that's pretty much where um, Houston is where pretty much all the oil from the U.S. come from. So not Houston, but Texas, but in general. So it's kind of hard for us transportation wise, but I can kind of understand that. But your point is still very valid. I mean, why, you know, price gouge, you know, life essentials. Yeah. Yeah, that was the main point, the water and food and things of that nature. The gas, I mean, it happens. If it rains for two days, gas goes up. You know, right. Right. holidays coming up, gas goes up. So we we're used to that at this point. All right, man. But yeah, you know, continue to pray for H Town. You know, but I'll, I'll jump off that subject unless you guys are 
adding on. Now we want to continue to make sure that we keep um, Houston in our prayers because there is a chance that the storm still may go back through. Um, right now it is raining in Atlanta <laughs> um, as the storm has come towards our direction, but the word is that the storm still has a chance to where it may circle back around and go back through Houston. So please, please, please do keep Houston in your prayers. And um, yeah, yeah, man, uh, it, it's going to be a struggle for the next couple of years because they, they're they going to be out there for a while trying to rebuild rebuild Houston. Um, yeah. But yeah, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and move on. Um, oh, hold on. You had something that you wanted to say about Trump, though, didn't you, um, too? Oh, man, that fool there. It was only that the one he just got there, what, this morning to Houston after all these days? I know right. he was on vacation. But even Obama I'd said stay on something vacation. when there's some big things going on. But what happened was when the storm was already, you know, on its way there and the world was warning everyone, that, hey, this is not going to be light. It's going to be pretty heavy. We need to go ahead and start preparing Houston for, you know, what could be a disaster, which it is. And his words to the people were, Oh, it'll be okay. Everything's going to be okay. It'll, it'll pass over. It won't be as bad as everyone thinks. Hey, good luck to you guys. Yeah. Instead, where our previous president, number 44, former President Barack Obama, said, you know what, let's get everything in order to help get ready for this. Yeah. When, um, was it, what was the last major um, disaster that, um, not Katrina, of course, but after that, where Obama and family did actually go into that town, they set up, you know, shop where they were feeding people. To my hurricane, Sandy. While you're a president, it could have been. I can't remember. I don't want it to, you know, give false information, but it was one of those um, so. uh, situations where, you know, he's on the ground helping, where President 45, I'll call him, is vacationing. I understand vacation is vacation, but you're just not caring. It's just no type of care in the world. But let us bring up something about some racism and talking about your fellow white people. <laughs> and you ready to double back and, and get on them about that? There's good people on both sides. Yeah, he's that's shallow. Another subject. Yeah, yeah, well, well, that's a whole other subject. He'll give us something to talk about next episode, I'm sure. But right. that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> that all the words he had for Houston were, "Good luck." Like, really? You know, <laughs> that's all yeah. you got? Okay. Yeah. He said, "Houston, you, you all can handle Texas. Can handle anything." Yeah. Sound like he about to say, "And well, I'm out." <laughs> all right. Yeah, well. Exactly. So it's time for us to go ahead yeah. and move on to All sports right. right now. You know what I mean? We need to go ahead and give it a good little sports right now on a lighter note. Yeah. Know, we're going to continue to pray for Houston, but uh, uh, we're going to keep it in sports, and we'll keep it with Houston right now. I mean, uh, Houston actually had a, uh, a, a a preseason game against the Dallas Cowboys that was supposed to take place yesterday or tomorrow on Thursday uh, uh, when you guys probably will be listening to this on Thursday. But – that game got canceled due to the mm-hmm. storm. Um, they were still debating if they wanted to play because mm-hmm. they were going to try to play to try to help boost the, the city's morale and all that stuff. But that game has gotten canceled. However, that the Houston uh, – what, what's the baseball team? The baseball team, I don't remember the name right now, Astros. will be playing the Astros. Yeah, the Houston Astros will be playing their game on Saturday. So that is one good thing that uh, Houston is going to try to get back to, on their feet and try to, um, you know, get things back to normal as possible. I know it's going to be hard, but, you know, you want to make sure that, you know, don't keep people down too long. Um, but yeah. one of the biggest things that came to into sports is, you know, the blockbuster trade that took place between the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Celtics um, that is currently still pending um, pretty much damn near a whole week <laughs> later. And, you know, I'm in my feelings about that right yeah. now. I'm in my feelings right now. But if you Uh-oh. don't know what the trade is, the trade was um, the trade included Kyrie Irving getting traded to the Boston Celtics 
In return, the Cleveland Cavaliers received IT, Isaiah Thomas. And uh, dang, mm-hmm. I just drew a blank. What is Buddy's name again? Oh, Crowder. Crowder, yeah. Um, Crowder, who was a great defensive player. Yeah, Jay Crowder. And Jay Crowder yeah. and um, some a seven-foot center, I can't remember his name. He didn't play last season. He was overseas, yeah. but he's supposed to be going over. But let's go ahead and talk about it. The trade's still pending right now, yeah. um, being that IT did not clear his physical. Mm-hmm. <sighs> go ahead and show, show your thoughts, and I'll go so, ahead and follow, you, follow up behind that because I know you probably don't know nothing I, anyway. <laughs> that's a lot. Anyway, I'll jump in on that. So, word on the street is IT could possibly be damaged goods. <laughs> I hope it's not true. I mean, he he's such a you know a hard fighter when it comes to anything. We witnessed that last season at the playoffs, where two days after you know God rested dead, his little sister was killed in a car accident. He still played all pretty much the whole game. I think the whole game. Mm-hmm. I don't know why drop forty points. Him to play. I think that's. Say it again? Yeah, and dropped 40 points. That boy yeah. balled out. <laughs> yeah, and dropped, exactly. You know what I'm saying? But I'm sure that was one of those things like, hey, I'd, I'd rather be out there doing this. She'd want me to do this type of thing versus let me just sit here and um, and weep, which is what, you know, I, hey, a lot of us would have done that probably. Chose to just sit this one out and, you know, and, and, and mourn, quote, unquote. But um, he played through some stuff. So he, he really showed his heart, you know. He's the, one of the smallest guys in the league. I think he was like the fourth MVP candidate for the league. Fifth. I mean, he's a good catch for any team. So to hear anything about him having a potential injury that's still lingering, it's pretty scary, especially given the trade. Look who's, you know, swapping out. Kyrie Irving, you know, maybe the best point guard, you know, best best finisher, best ball handler, in my opinion. I don't know about best point guard overall in the league right now, but it's debatable, you know. So the question is, is, is IT damaged goods? Is, is the trade even a good trade? Who's actually coming out on top? I think Cleveland gets the better deal. And the reason why I say that before I, I let one of you guys take over is because, one, Kyrie wants to go, which means, yes, if he was forced to stay, he's going to hoop out because that's what he does. But he's just one guy. Um, he's consistent for the most part, but that collaboration is no longer work. It won't work anymore. Not at the you know, the dog has showed his colors as far as not want to be on that team. So IT coming over there is going to be fresh legs. IT is more of a creator than Kyrie was. Kyrie's more of a dominator. I'll take over at this point. And you got Crowder, which is, you know, I think a better catch inside than Tristan, with the exception of rebounds. So I think Cleveland comes out on top with this trade overall. If they get a healthy Isaiah Thomas, healthy Jay Crowder, I don't know who that center guy is. But obviously, he, he's somebody to shoot. And I think Boston still is a top three team for the East, but they didn't come out on top with this trade. That's my take mm-hmm. on it. Dre, you got something you want to add to it? Anyone want to? Yeah, I think um, Golden State Warriors are going to win the championship. Okay, so Dre has, Dre has nothing to add to the subject. So... <laughs> I'll go ahead and, you know, um, give my two cents. Um, I don't know if we talked about it in the previous podcast, but the reason why this trade um, occurred being that um, Kyrie Irving demanded a trade. Um, and um, I told you this, me and Anwar have had a conversation about this before, is that I'm surprised that it took this long for Kyrie to um, demand yeah. a trade because Kyrie's already been – he's already been, you know, known as a selfish player and that he wants to be the star of the team. Um, even before LeBron exactly. got there, but being that LeBron came to the team, you know, he he wanted to get a chance to win a championship. 
He got his ring, so he's happy. Now he wants to prove that he could do it himself. He want, he still has yeah. not, even when, before LeBron got there, he still hasn't even made, made it to the playoffs um, bef- without LeBron. So that's still – Something that he had, that's still something that has that he has to prove for himself, and uh, being that his mentor is Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant probably doing telling him the same thing. He's probably in his ear exactly. feeding him like, you might want to break away here. "Yeah, you might want to break away if you sit, you know, if you want to be one of the greats, yeah. you got to prove it just that you could do it yourself." And I think Kyrie's setting yep. himself, himself up for failure by doing all that and listening to Kobe Bryant, um, because mm-hmm. I feel like you know he's, his ego's going to get the best of him, especially in a let's just say a, a league right now where it's nothing but super teams. I know a lot of people saying that the Celtics are a is still a top three team. I mean I think they are gonna be a top three team in the East. Exactly. Word, in the I East. To make sure I left that there. But I don't see them being a top three team in the league because outside of Kyrie Irving you have Al Horford, um you have the rookie coming in and you got um what's buddy that came hey, What's buddy that came from the Utah? Haywood. Haywood. And I don't even think Haywood's that good, personally. He's personally. not. He's, he's not, not, he's not a leader. I mean, you still need a leader. Kyrie, yeah, you're the leader. But Haywood's not. He doesn't take control on his own. He's right. a give me the ball and I'll hit some shots and maybe a couple hard ones. Right. And so Kyrie. You don't have a heart to. And to the point that you made, Kyrie's a dominant. He's a ball-dominant player. He's not a player that's going to make his mm-hmm. team better. Whereas IT still is not. He's a similar player where he's a ball-dominant player. However, he has somebody that can make his team better. He has the best basketball player yeah. in the world. And yeah, you're right. to your point as well, the Cavaliers with this trade just became deep as fuck. <laughs> they just, they just they got a 10-man rotation right now. Give off, give off that roster. I mean, I, man, if you if you remember them, they got I mean, a there's a lot minute. of big names on this roster now. Yeah, so let's. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and give that breakdown because, but I'm gonna make this one point. You know, uh, as far as you know, when you said that it is damaged goods, yes, he may be a little bit injured mm-hmm. and all that stuff. However, being that if this trade does get finalized, which we'll know tomorrow, probably around like mid noon, if it is finalized or not, um, because Cleveland mm-hmm. is still asking for additional pieces. They may get an additional draft pick. They did get a first yeah. round draft pick. Another draft later. Yeah. That could possibly be a number one draft pick next season. So that's good for Cleveland in the future, even though I still think LeBron's going to leave. But they have a 10 man rotation that even if you did go ahead and take Isaiah Thomas as he is, you don't have to play his ass until January because you got Derrick Rose coming off the bench. That's you still got Kyle, true. you still got Kyle Corver coming off the bench. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. still have J.R. Smith. You still have Shump. I mean, mm-hmm. they have such a role. And you still got Kevin Love. You still yeah. got Tristan Thompson. Yeah, I was say, you left out Love. <laughs> you still got Tristan Thompson. I mean, Tristan Thompson, I mean, he was watching the playoffs. But, however, he's still good for this one thing, is and that's getting rebounds. So, I mean, you still got a, yeah. a whole damn near 10-man rotation that you could probably put in the fed. You got Jay Crowder, who's go- probably going to either be coming off the bench as well. Like, Jay Crowder is mm-hmm. probably – he's probably LeBron's – Top three defenders against LeBron on his team now, because the number one may be Kawhi. Kawhi is definitely number one um, <laughs> against LeBron, and number two maybe um maybe um what's the name J- Jay Crowder. LeBron ain't got to worry about that no more. But however, one thing about Jay Crowder is that Jay Crowder could play in the post. Jay Crowder could come out and shoot better than Shump. So okay, you're right. That's one thing oh, that the Cleveland Cleveland I think Cleveland won in that deal. 
Um, personally, I think Cleveland won that deal. I would have said Boston had won, but I forgot that they gave away a lot of their key pieces this summer. Um, so Before, I can't say exactly. They got rid of Beverly, which right. was the next best thing going for them. Right. And so. then they're in building status. You're not going to rebuild and make it to the number three team that fast without LeBron. <laughs> yeah. So I so, mean. Yeah, that, that it's a good it's a good look for the future of um of um the Celtics because they got a lot of uh young pieces and a lot of pieces to grow with. They still got Marcus Smart, you know, um and they still got a couple other pieces I can't think of off the top of my head. No, Marcus Smart is decent. He's he's decent for what he does. Yeah, flop master. He's flop more than LeBron. Everybody in the league flops on. <laughs> everybody in the league flops. It's football season and McGregor and Mayweather. What? <laughs> Listen, this football season and um, a boxing event just went on. Y'all still talking about this? I'm hating Toronto. What are you talking about, Dre? We'll let you talk about French Montana in the 90s. But anyways, back to the subject. Back to the subject. Back to the subject at hand. Um, Yeah, I think Cleveland won um, on on that trade and everything. Um, But, I mean... It's just it's 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 gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting because everyone's main goal is still to beat Golden State. That's everybody's That's main true. goal. Um, but one of the subjects that you that you asked that you wanted to know about is what Golden State's been up to. That is true, Dre. But and Golden State jumping go, on Golden State. Yeah, since you talking about <laughs> Golden State, go. <laughs> I don't know, shit. I think um, they're going to beat them in the Cavs again. That's what I think. Nah, I get that now. That's about the the only thing I can give you. I don't know what's going <laughs> on. I mean, I think they did just like they did last year. They took care of business early, which is last year they grabbed KD out the gate real quick. You know, now mm-hmm. this year they went and got trash-ass uh, uh, Swaggy P to ride the bench. He's going to be their J.R. Smith or their Shumper or whatever he's going to be for them. Um and they already have enough, you know? They have enough. Just like Cleveland last year, they didn't really make any additions with the exception of Corver, uh, Williams. Is it Williams? Um, I think that's his name. Dredd. Um, and I made one other guy, nobody that was major, because they had won the chip. So it's like, okay, we don't really have to adjust that much because we have a squad. Let's just add a few things to stay in competition. Got the ass beat, but hey, anyway. But um, well, now Houston. Golden State is on the on – the, on the, on the same thing where they won and they blew them out. So they don't really have to make that many adjustments. They just have a couple add-ons. And especially if you're paying Steph Curry 200 plus mil for six years, he ain't got that much money to buy nobody anyway. So, yeah. But to I go ahead, definitely be there to go ahead and piggyback off of what Dre just made a good point. Um, Dre asked, what, what about Houston? Houston is one of the teams that they considered, dang, I wish I had screenshot it now. I saved what I had saw earlier, but basically they gave a spread as far as like, who's the top, teams to um, have the highest wins um, this season. Mm-hmm. And Houston was in that top three or four range. Cleveland was like number five. But Houston and got James Harden and Chris Paul on the same team. And everyone is anticipating yeah. for them to be up there and competing, as well as with OKC with uh, Russell Westbrook and um, uh-huh. Paul George. Oh yeah, Paul George. Yeah, I like you, I like. So real okay, quick, before see. you continue, did um did Melo go? Because I I completely just ooh lost track of that ooh. Let me go ahead and rewind. I, let me go I ahead know. and rewind. Let me go ahead and rewind. Melo didn't. Melo Melo Melo's still in New York. Melo's still in New York. 
Melo's still okay, in New York. Okay, he still I, has a potential to actually happen. go somewhere. He still has potential to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. But however, just to let you know why that deal may have worked out even better for Cleveland, because Dwayne Wade mm-hmm. about to get bought out. He's about to get bought out by the Chicago Bulls, and Dwayne Wade about to go to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. That lets you know yeah, how much deeper they're about right? to go. That lets you know how much deeper they're about to go. They yeah, about to get that much deeper, and then they saying, and then they saying too, is Melo might do the same thing with New York. I'm, uh, I don't know if he's gonna go to Cleveland, Ain't but they say Houston, that he may. Right? Go, they say he might either go to OKC or Houston, or maybe even San Antonio. But I don't know. Either way it goes, it's gonna be interesting when all this go down. Um, but they they are anticipating yeah. for Dwayne Wade to be with Cleveland before the start of the season. So I got a theory about D Wade. What's your theory? Yeah, I, I got a theory. My, my theory about D Wade is. It's possible he got one more in him that with the right players he could get a ring again. Oh yeah, most so definitely. He was the guy. Most definitely. Even last year yeah. with Chicago, he yeah. was balling with Chicago last year. He was balling yeah, he with was. Chicago and last like year. Really? Three point season he's had almost his career. Yeah, he just. You I know, mean, he's being smarter with his shot selection. It was just that he, he, yeah. they knew that he wasn't okay. going to. Um, they knew that you know they wasn't going too far, so he just sat out for the like the, the last couple games of the season or something like that, but. Yeah, man, he he he's his game has changed dramatically. And I remember when Dwayne Wade first came in the league. Dwayne Wade was a yeah. reckless player. Like he like, like he's not a reckless reckless player. Like is what I'm saying. But he's basically like when he plays, he plays with so much emotion, plays with so much heart. He was always falling to the ground. So I knew that his body wasn't gonna last like that forever. But his game has completely changed right now. Like so, but that's gonna be interesting. But they are they are saying that Houston. And OKC is going to be like the number two and number three teams coming out of the West. Um, I don't necessarily see how that uh, James Harden and Chris Paul dynamic is going to work together. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Unless they get mellow. No, nah, I mean, I just don't see it because neither all all of them need the ball. James Harden need the ball. Chris Paul need the ball. Even yeah. if Melo went there, he yeah. needs the ball. So I don't see that dynamic working together. Okay. Yeah. But, um, I got you. You're right. Yeah, let me go ahead and run up the NFL right quick. Uh, yeah, Kaepernick still ain't got no um job. Y'all feeling some type of way about that still? <laughs> Damn man. Y'all I mean, some? we could talk on that again, just like we did last episode. Nah, we're gonna we gonna, episode, we gonna we gonna run it down. They go quick. back to episode seven, and it'll tell you how we feel about that. Yeah, run it. Yeah, we go yeah, back to episode seven. The Lions ain't thinking about him. No, they actually saying that Jacksonville Jaguars are thinking about him though, because they yeah, got. Yeah, I've been saying that. Because Blake Bortles, they they bench Blake Bortles, so Blaine Gabbert is now starting over Blake Bortles. So they are thinking about Jacksonville said they are thinking about it, but yeah, man. So they need them. Man, they, they need Jacksonville need everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. College football starts up started up last weekend. Uh, fam, you did they damn thing yep. and won. I think the score was thirty six. We beat to, Miami. No, nigga, we played Texas. We played Texas Southern or something. Yeah, back like in that. the fifties. We did beat him back in the 70s, though. We did beat him back in the 70s. My dad keep telling me that story. My dad keep telling me that story all the time. But, fam, you beat, I think it was Texas Southern, uh, Texas Southern um, 36 to 7 or something like that. You know, fam, you did anything. However, the big game coming up this weekend is Florida State and Alabama. Alabama in Atlanta. Plus, two going to miss out on all that Uber money. Oh, dang. I should have Uber that day. I'm going to be at somebody. I got my folks coming in town for that, too. I forgot, but. You know me, I don't trip on um the game, but you're right. I forgot about that. I'm gonna be at the um, money down in Florida. 
I'm gonna go out there, you know, no, it is, it is. screaming "Roll Tide" one time, even though I'm a you know Hurricane fan, fuck Florida State. But nah, <laughs> the last Florida State team I did like was 1999, back when the Florida State team was with my dog Peter Wark and my dog Ron Dugans and my dog Ward. Chris Winky. That was a raw ass team. But I still am a Hurricane fan. But you know, hey, September 16th, y'all gonna know what's going on between Florida State and Miami. You know mm. what I mean? Miami coming back to reclaim the crown. I'm claiming it right Won't now. We'll we see. Shall see. That running back we shall a joke, boy. What's FSU running back name? He's not there no more. Number four. He's not there no more. Really? Nope. <laughs> but anyways. Okay. So now we're going to go ahead and uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Mayweather. Let's see. Boxing. Yeah. What y'all got on? Uh, how did y'all feel? Did y'all watch the fight? Hell nope. no. Ain't pay for that. Okay, that don't mean that you had to nope, pay for it to watch it. <laughs> right, there you go. Wait for the highlights. It's terrible, terrible. You guys are terrible. How are we, how are we supposed to have a podcast when you guys don't watch shit? Because <laughs> so, we got results in the description. No, because you have to give feedback about how the fight went. So I didn't I didn't pay for the fight either. However, I did watch it on YouTube, and I streamed it live on YouTube. Thank, thank you again, YouTube, See? and all my connects. But ever, that, you could have did the same thing. But I'm just giving quick little feedback. Yeah, I did something like that. I'm gonna give a little quick little feedback on it, and then we're gonna keep it moving. Um, the fight itself was trash itself. However, I gotta oh, give Conor McGregor. I gotta give Conor McGregor his props. He did, you know, do better than I anticipated for him to do. And I gotta give Floyd Mayweather his props because Floyd played with him. Floyd Floyd basically went through boxing one on one. He showed you why he's the greatest boxer out there. Now, I'm not gonna say the greatest yeah. boxer alive. I'm not gonna say the greatest boxer ever, but he's the greatest boxer of our generation. No, yeah, of our generation because he basically just gave you boxing etiquette. Period. Um, mm-hmm. I do wish that you know they would have you know let the knockout go out onto a canvas. I do feel like it was a Me weak too. knockout, Golly. but I understand. I understand. Mm, I hate I understand. that shit. I understand. Uh, two quick rundowns. Two quick rundowns. Anything else on sports? Anything else on sports? Well, first of all, he lasted to the tenth round. Well, I mean, yeah, this, that's my second favorite sport. Y'all trying to breeze through? But I mean, you ain't even watch it. You ain't watch it. No, but I got reviews. No, but it, how you gonna get the a review if you ain't watch it? All on YouTube. <laughs> you know how many videos I saw on that fight? I saw like seven videos, so I could get all the details I needed. So give us a review, then, Dre, since you didn't of the fight that you did not watch. Okay. Okay. So in the beginning, Colonel McGregor, you know, I guess the training that he had, he thought he was just gonna come out there thugging. And I heard he caught um, Mayweather with a couple good ones early. He did. And some. How you gonna yeah, hear it? How you gonna hear it? Thought he was gonna get rocked. <laughs> now Mayweather said that he he was disappointed in the fight that he gave us with Pacquiao, so he was trying to give us a good show. So he kind of chased him around, and he didn't run this time. So um, McGregor kept saying, "Yeah, man, it's, it's something about boxing that I guess it's a mental thing or it's a fatigue thing. I really don't know what it is, but." He was trying to figure out what the hell happened, like, in the middle of the fight or later on in the fight. He was like, yeah, and then once he kept coming at me, then it was over. So uh, he said he put his head in my chest, <laughs> something like that. And then I just couldn't figure it out from there. So, you know, he put that expertise on him, and in the 10th round, you know, they gave up. And I know McGregor was pissed that they cut the fight in on him, which I hate about boxing that they do now. Well, honestly, but McGregor. He, he was McGregor, a G about it. McGregor wasn't. He he couldn't really get too pissed because he knew that he wasn't going to last much longer. Um, the one thing about yeah. it is that the training method for boxing and MMA are two different things. MMA is a three round fight. Yeah. That's it. 
So ten rounds, mm-hmm. he yeah. basically just got tired. He knew he was getting tired too because you could see like he he was hanging with him. He was winning those first couple rounds. Then all of a sudden he just like mm-hmm. oh shit I'm just swinging I'm missing I'm just swinging I'm missing and Floyd just started to play with him literally the entire fight Floyd was, right, I'm gonna beat your Flo- ass <laughs> nah he wasn't even like I'm gonna beat your ass Floyd was just sitting there smiling laughing you know smiling because he knew he was just I'm just gonna give the people a show a little bit and then I'm gonna go ahead and do what I gotta do okay but yeah it lasted ten rounds and the only reason I'm going up I'm going a little bit faster now is because we got you know we running over time so we're trying to wrap everything up Run real quick. So we're gonna go ahead and uh, anything else going on with sports? Anything else going on with sports? Going once, going twice. Oh, all right, yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and get this quick rundown of uh, you know my TV shows. Game of Thrones season finale was this past weekend. I know y'all don't watch that. Dre, you don't watch it, do you? I started today on episode one, season oh, one. Oh God, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, you got a whole year uh, to catch up, so boy. Okay. Yeah, you got a you got a whole year to catch up. So I mean, hey, and Game I of Thrones. The Wire too last week. Oh my God, bro! The Wire. <laughs> <laughs> we out here, boy. We living good. Oh, Lord Jesus, y'all see what I got to Go deal ahead, with, wife. people. You see what I got to deal with, man. But Game of Thrones gave an epic. Um, Epic season finale, man. Shout out to Sansa for finally coming around and, you know, representing for the starts out here, man. My dog, Jon Snow, out here finally getting, you know, what he deserves and about to become king of the north. However, these White Walkers are on the way, man. Winter is finally here. Seven seasons later and seven episodes later, winter is finally here. The White Walkers got a flying dragon, man. They're coming around just fucking everything up, man. It's going to be exciting to see the next season. And uh, a show that y'all do care about, Power, season finale, is coming up this Saturday. Oh, shit. Raina! R.I.P. Raina G. Man. Still so emotional that we had to lose Raina like that, man. But, you know, my theory on Power is that everybody got to die. Everybody got to die. So y'all think Tariq is going to turn more gangster or he's going to be more Fuck Tariq. Kill Tariq, bro. He can't die because they're not going to kill two of his kids. Unfortunately, we got to deal with his So that's how I look at it. But it's like, damn, why he couldn't be the one to get off there, man? Damn. Right. Um, I don't know. I think he, I don't know, maybe they'll run him off the show, send him to that little school that he was crying about and they just get rid of him that way. Who knows? Any thoughts? Any any, Rainer, so any thoughts? Any uh, theories about the season finale? What we got going? Any, any anything? Oh, um, season finale. Let's see. Somebody important going down. Dre finally gets killed. Let's go ahead and get that out the way. Um, <laughs> no, Therese, I don't think he gets killed. Hopefully, he yet. comes clean about being, you know, responsible. Oh, he got to. He got to. Just to death. Yeah, you know why Dre ain't getting killed yet? Why? Because he ain't smashed nothing yet, and Power's about everybody getting some. <sighs> so I remember him talking about that in a breakfast club. You just, you just, you, you just don't want him to die because y'all got the same name. There's no women in there. What are you gonna get a hook? Trying to tell you. Anybody? Now he ain't representing the Drake, right? And Lala gets emotional. But um, ain't gonna be Lala. Hey, but I do got a theory though. I do got a theory, and I've been telling y'all this, but y'all ain't want to hear me. I told you that Laron's tape was up to some no good shit. I told y'all I that shit. I felt it after by the first year. I told y'all I that shit. Going to. I didn't want it, though. But, I didn't want that because that's my, my dude right there. But, yeah, man. Um, I think he's going to die. I think, he'll be, I think that's my theory, that he's part of the hit. Two now. seasons. Now that, nah, Lorenz going to be around until the next season. off on everybody. Lorenz going to be around until the next season. Two seasons, at least. Yeah. He's too good of an actor. And he still look like he's 25. 
That nigga do look like he about 13. <laughs> old ass, old That nigga on that fade. <laughs> right. All right, man. So, look, it's time to go ahead and wrap this thing up, man. So, you know, That's it's that time of the show. It's that time of the show. Um, go ahead and give them off with uh, that man's minute, too. Okay. All right. Let me finish y'all off. Man's minute. It kind of goes into something we spoke about in the past. It was just a, actually a status of one of my homies who I'll give a shout-out to at the same time. Shout-out, Ham. We all know Ham. My boy, Mr. Jen, Jen Fit underscore Ham, H-A-M-P personal trainer here in Atlanta, Georgia, doing pretty big things up here. But it was a simple post. No picture, just words. And the words said, support your friends and stop hating on the low. It's very simple. Um, I only say that because we, I would say we, because I, I think I'm not alone here, get, not backlash, but we get some hate for the podcast. You know, people tell us what's so wrong about it. And although we do appreciate uh, constructive criticism, things of that nature, but sometimes you can tell when it's just plain I hate. You know what I'm saying? It goes back mm. to one of those things I said before where it's like if you're trying to you know, promote your business or let people know you're trying to do good in life, that picture gets five likes. But as soon as I show you I got a bottle of Hennessy or whatever, whatever, I get 100 likes. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, support your friends. Stop hating on the low. We all know someone that's doing something. Give them a shout. Let them know you think about them. Let them know you appreciate them. Let them know that they're doing something good. And let them know that they have your support, man. That's pretty much where I'm going to leave it at. I'll let you guys jump in and close off on that note. But that is my man's minute for today. That is, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you support black businesses. Nah, just support your friends in general, man. That's basically what the message is that he's sending. Yeah. Uh, man, it's all about love Stop and progression. It's all about love and progression, man. <laughs> we need to progress as a people together, together, together. But yeah, man. Yep, yep, and on that yep. note, since on that note, you know, I be trying to support my dog, you know, and I hope he's listening to this um, radio. So uh, on this podcast show, uh, DJ El Camacho, where you at, man? Yeah. You know, we need this uh, mix, man. We've yeah. been waiting for you for the that past two episodes, you. bro. You've been playing with us, <laughs> but yeah, man. You know, we out here trying to support our friends. We might have to go reach out to a couple other DJs. You know, you still my dog though, but yeah. Anyways, man. Yeah, man. It's time to go ahead and run yeah. down that social media outlets too. What it is. You can find your boy, Ann Ward, W underscore 357. That's A-N-W-A-R-W underscore 357 on Instagram and on Facebook. Simply Ann Ward Williams. Drizze, what you got? Your boy, Dre, a.k.a. Drizze, Dre, a.k.a. Master Dre for today because I'm teaching now. Um, go ahead and look up your boy on Instagram at D-R-Z-E underscore M-O-J-O underscore mcfly hollow and you already know who it is this is your boy watts coming to you live and direct from the studio and that's watts four on both instagram and twitter that's w-a-t-t-s number four on both instagram and twitter make sure that you hit up the locker room banner podcast crew on instagram and twitter at lr banter 407 and that's l-r-b-a-n-t-e-r 407 on both instagram and twitter and the locker room banter podcast show on facebook as usual, you know, this is the Locker Room Banner Podcast crew. We out. You know, um, shoot, anything, anybody got to say anything before we head up out of here? Listen Ladies twice. Listen once, welcome. listen again. <laughs> one at a time, fellas. One at a time, yep. fellas. Dre. <laughs> <laughs> listen two times. Listen first time for criticism, second time to see what you missed the first time. Holla. Two. There it is. And as always, the ladies are always welcome to the Locker Room Banter. We will be having our first woman guest shout me. 
slide in the DMs only on that note. I'm an engaged man, so therefore you will not be sliding in my DM for anything other than business inquiries. <laughs> Looking is not in my bio. <laughs> Looking info is not in my bio. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, man, this is Locker Room Banner Podcast crew, man. Make sure that you like, subscribe, share with a friend, send it to a friend. Man, yeah, we appreciate you. Hopefully, we, you know, we have somebody else in the studio and, you know, we won't be having niggas arguing over the phone and shit. But this is Locker Room Banner Podcast crew. We out. <laughs> yeah. All righty.